This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we'd like to encourage anyone looking for help with their digital marketing to get in touch with Site Visibility. Whether you have a burning digital marketing question, or you're looking for an agency to work with, they'd love to hear from you. Give them a call, plus four four one two seven three seven three three four three three, or fill out the form at sitevisibility.co.uk slash contact. Alternatively, you can speak to either Scott or Sean via the live chat function on the site. They'd be happy to help. Now, today I'm joined by Ian Anderson-Gray, teacher, speaker, specialising in live marketing. Ian, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you, Andy. How are you? I'm very, very well. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to. Well, I'm, uh, I'm based in, in Manchester in the UK, and uh, I, I run a couple of businesses. So I, I run Select Performers with my dad. We're a family business, and we're a web agency. Mm-hmm. And we specialize in um, managing uh, websites for clients who basically don't want to worry about any of the technical stuff. And uh, the other thing that I do is I'm a confident live marketing coach. So I help people with going going live uh, with the technical side of things and also with uh, the uh, helping them get over their, getting them a bit more confident with their live yeah. videos. And I hear you're a singer as well. Yeah, that's my background. So, yeah, I, I, I got a little bit confused in my uh, late teenage years. I wasn't really sure what to do with my life, like I suppose many people are. But I, I, I was a bit of a geek. I loved technology, and I, you know, I had one of these ZX Spectrum computers in my bedroom. And yeah. but I also was passionate about music. My mum was an opera singer, and uh, I got to the end of school, and I really wasn't sure what to do. Was I going to go down the techie science route, or was I going to choose music? And music one, I went to university to read music, and then I studied at the Royal Northern College of Music uh, as a singer. So I, wow. I've been teaching singing, and I've I've sung professionally, and I still do a little bit today, but. These days, my, my, I suppose my focus has changed a little bit more now. Um, and in a way, this, this combinate, this, one of the things I realized is that I, for ages, I wasn't sure how do I amalgamate my passion for, for, for music and performance with technology. Yeah. And it was, it's only really been the last couple of years that I realized, yeah, I can do that. It was, it was actually, um, I was speaking at a big social media conference in the States, social media marketing world. And we did, um, a few of us came together and we put on a bit of a parody on networking on stage. Uh, <laughs> and it was to the music of, um, <laughs> was it the first year? It was the wizard. It was uh, the wizard of Oz. So we, so we it was did, a musical, was it? It was a musical on stage. <laughs> and I was the shy introverted one there. who didn't want to talk to anyone. I was looking at my mobile phone and, and I was doing, if I only had a brain. Um, uh, and I just suddenly realized, you know, this, I was able to communicate my passion for social media, but with music and, and also with the, I mean, we'll probably talk about this, but with my whole entry into live video, I suddenly realized that I could combine two of my big passions together. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the video thing in a minute, cause that's one of your sort of specialities, but I just wanted to talk about um, something a bit more, I'm going to annoy the bloggers now. I almost said mundane. It's not really mundane. It's just a different form of content marketing, which is blogging, of course, um, sort of as part of content marketing. I know this is something uh, that, that that you've done a lot of. What do you think stops most people from starting a blog? <laughs> well, I think I, I probably am an expert in answering this question because 
for, for years and years, I, I didn't, I, I never started my blog. I, I, I had so many false starts. I, I, I fail. I'm a failed blogger in a way, or I, I was to begin with. Yeah. And so I, I think there were the two main barriers that I struggled with. And to be quite honest with you, I still struggle with today. And that is perfectionism and procrastination. And I mm. think they're related. You know, yeah. I had in my head that I needed to produce this amazingly perfect blog and being a bit of a web developer as well, I, I had, everything had to be technically there as well. Yes. And actually, in the end, I got so fed up with myself that I thought, I'm just going to launch a blog with a default WordPress theme. And I can't tell you how bad I felt. I, I felt, <laughs> I, I just felt that I felt, I can't do that. It just felt wrong. But I did it. And I'm so glad because I, I, I didn't have to worry about any of the the theme or the technical side of things. I just started writing. Yeah. And the great thing about WordPress, of course, is that you know you can change the theme later, and I and that's what I did. I changed it, and I, and so I was able to communicate my message without thinking about that. And then, of course, the other thing is procrastination, which is probably related to. I was thinking of all the things that I needed to do, yeah. uh, all the little tiny things, instead of actually just communicating my message. And so I think that's the the thing that a lot of people. Uh, struggle with when they to begin with they, they want everything to be perfect and they just I, my advice to people really is just start blogging mm. just do it just get it get on with it it's not going to be perfect and when I look back on my first couple of blog posts I mean they're kind of a bit embarrassing but I started and uh, yeah so so yeah and, and then I suppose that there are other things that maybe stop people but I, I think those are the two main reasons. I know what you mean, though, because I'm I'm a well, I'm a, I'm a developer as well, and I do code and I do HTML. And um, when you're like that, when you're sort of quite technical, but you're also um, a bit sort of um, you know more right-brained, more sort of artistic mm. and creative, there is a there is a kind of a tendency to tinker with things that can be tinkered with, isn't there? Oh yeah, and you I don't can get tinkeritis, and it just sort of <laughs> stops you from I doing anything. I don't. I don't think that's that's bad. I mean, you know, Google famously had their twenty percent time, and I think we probably need to have a bit. If if you're that way inclined, mm. which it sounds like both of us are, you know, you need to give yourself that twenty percent time to tinker with that code, and that's not wrong. And, and tinker with things and play with things. Uh, and these days, you know, my I've got my my website hosted on uh, where it has the ability to have a staging server so i can tinker on that and if it breaks it doesn't matter so uh so i think that's yeah i I think it's just getting that balance really yeah and the other thing you mentioned which i really relate to is this this whole notion of just start even if it's not very good i've got this phrase that i once put on twitter i'm not sure if we're allowed to swear on this podcast but i'll spell the swear word out just in case we're not um, my phrase, which I, I hope I'm, I become famous for and might be on my gravestone, is the secret to getting things really good is to make something S-H-I-T and then progressively make it less and less S-H-I-T. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. And it, with all forms of you know content, whether that's blogging or, or live video, you know, to be quite honest, to begin with it, it probably is going to be, you know, expletive, so expletive. But, you know, it, it's, it's going to be not as good as it will be the third fourth fifth sixth and seventh time but you've got to start somewhere and i think you know when you listen to podcasts for example uh and usually the first couple are are not always that great you know and because the person doing it is is finding their feet and and working things out but you i mean we forgive them and we we stick with them because usually it's the passion and the content that uh 
get us to listen, you know, yeah. and if things aren't perfect, does that really stop you from, from engaging in the content? I don't think so. No. Now, talking of content, um, see where I'm going with this. See what I did there. You mentioned yeah, content, and now I'm using that as a segue into content. Um, how do you come up with good content for, for a blog? Which is, I know is a very easy question to ask. It probably takes about a million years to, to come up with some answers. Yeah. I mean, that is that's a difficult question to be. I, I think, you know, when I first started blogging, I wasn't really sure what I was blogging about or the points of it. And, I, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about monetizing. It was just a bit of fun. So I wrote about what I was passionate about. So I think there needs to be absolutely you need to write about something that you're passionate about. Mm. And so, that, so that's the first thing. But the second thing is you need to do some research. So a great way is to find out what people are asking so that you are going to be answering and providing value to people. So you can, there's a number of uh, platforms out there. So depending on, depending on what your industry is, but you could go to a, a site like, such as Quora.com, which I love. Mm. It's a place where people are asking questions. And so if you find questions in your particular niche uh, that people are asking, then why don't you answer those on a blog? Uh, there's another tool that I love, and it's called BuzzSumo. And BuzzSumo is kind of like a search engine for content based on how much they're shared. Mm. So, for example, if you were to, if you're like writing about personal finance, you just search for personal finance and you'll see uh, the top content uh, or the top, the most shared content for personal finance. And so you can find out the kind of content that people are sharing yeah. and to, to, to get, get ideas that way. So that's quite often what i do but also you know hopefully we're all engaging with our audience and we're, we're finding out what questions people are asking another technique that i i did recently is i i launched a, a facebook group uh at, which is on live video and when people when you get people to join a, a facebook group you can ask them questions so i asked them two questions in order for them to join the group and the first question was what are your main struggles with live video? And I can't remember what the second question was. But anyway, there's another question. I'm sure it was equally as intelligent. I'm sure it was very intelligent. Uh, and uh, and so when people joined, I've got all these amazing questions that people, or these problems that people are struggling with. And mm. so I've got like an almost like an infinite number of blog posts I could write from that. And these are real struggles that people are facing. Um, because at the end of the day, that's you. you want to be seen as a, uh, an expert in your field and you want to be seen as somebody who is really really helpful and delivering value mm. now i know that um you one of well probably your main speciality at the moment is this whole notion of uh, using video or live video to sort of develop your brand and get the message out a lot of people are, are a bit scared by video i mean they sort of they have a bit of a problem getting their head around the tech and and they, they feel a bit scared by video what would you say to those people well, I will say one thing which you might be surprised to hear is, first of all, if, it, it, you know, live video may not be or, or video may not be for you, you know, mm. it, 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 it's not for everybody. But I think we have to realize that video is incredibly powerful. And a lot of people out there are looking for video content. It, it's, you know, with, with the likes of Netflix and, and YouTube becoming massive, massive platforms, mm. people are looking for that content. So... But that being said, uh, I think a lot of us are actually going to be okay with doing video or producing video. It's just we need to get through a couple of barriers. And we've all got various barriers to producing video. The, 
I think the the main well, I'll, I'll talk about one barrier, which is the tech. You know, so it's it's becoming so much easier these days to produce video or live video because there's only two things you need uh, for live video. There are two things you need. So that is a smartphone mm-hmm. and internet connection. And if you're just producing normal video, you don't even need an internet connection necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a decent smartphone and what's important for live video is the upload speed. So make sure you check with a speed test like speedtest.net and, and make sure you've got a, you know, an internet speed of at least four megabits per second, preferably higher. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm a great believer in bootstrapping your live video studio. Just start small and that you don't have to get everything. You don't have to spend thousands and thousands of pounds or dollars on a live video studio. You just keep building it from the beginning. But you see, I think the tech can be a bit of a, a red herring, a bit of an excuse. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, I remember this. I thought I needed to get my background sorted. I needed to get lights. I needed to get upgrade my camera. Yes. And then I realized I'm just coming up with excuses because actually – to be quite frank, I'm scared of getting in front of the camera. I, you know, it's it's a, a lot, we're making ourselves vulnerable in front of the camera, and so I think that's the main barrier that people struggle with is confidence and putting yourself in front of the camera. Um, the third issue, which is probably the least, is what content am I going to share? Mm. And obviously, coming up with that. So I think the top one is the confidence, getting in front of the camera. Second uh, barrier is the tech, and then the third one is the content. And I'm guessing with the content, Ian, it's a bit like blogging. It's a, it's a bit of um, preparation and, and making yeah. lists and coming up with ideas and having a rough plan. Yes. Would that be about right? My goodness. You've used the word plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the problem, I think, because with, particularly with live video, I mean, the great thing about live video is unlike blogging, I mean, I, I spent a huge amount of time researching and and creating the content it takes me that's why i'm not a hugely prolific blogger because the articles that i produce are like massive you know kind of tens tens of thousands of words sometimes you know that i want to deliver as much value as possible but with live video you can just click the live button and you're away and you can produce content really really quickly and easily but the danger of that is that you don't do any planning you just click live hit the live button and then you then wing it. And yeah. so I don't think, I think some, sometimes that's okay if you're wanting to do some off-the-cuff content. But generally speaking, I think you do need to plan. You do need to have an idea of what you're going to be talking about so that it's going to be really, really valuable for your audience. Because otherwise, you know, people are going live just for the sake of going live, and that's not going to do anyone any good. Now, I just want to touch on something uh, that you've I've noticed uh, on your website that you've been on quite a few podcasts as a guest and I was wondering what you thought of podcasts as a an, another form of content marketing and perhaps how they compare to video the differences oh I'm a huge podcast um, podcast fan I mean I, I've been consuming podcasts oh I don't know since the the early noughties really and yeah. it's it's a I think what I love about podcasts is the intimacy that you have, you know, when people are listening to you, you know, they're, they're kind of inserting you into their ears, which sounds a bit painful, but <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a very intimate platform. And, you know, I, I've, I've doubled in podcasting myself. Um, quite a few years ago, I had a podcast and I'm thinking of launch, launching a, a new one mm. this year. It's, it's um, a way that, Really, no other platform out there. You're, you're getting people who are going to be listening to you, to your voice, 
for half an hour or even an hour every mm. week mm. if that's how often you do it. Mm. Whereas with, I mean, I, I do totally see, believe in the power of live video and video, but I think with podcasting, it's you're going to get build your tribe, a passionate tribe, um, almost more so because people are going to be listening to you um, wherever they go, whether that they're walking, uh, they're in the car, and of course, watching live video while you're driving is not a good idea. No. So don't, um, <laughs> Uh, and certainly don't do broadcast a live video when you're driving actually i've seen people do my goodness so um but yeah so i'm a total believer in in podcasting i i just think i'm i'm a you know personally i see the i see total power in doing blogging live video and podcasting and that's Mm. something that those are the three main content formats that i'm focusing on over the next year um and there are ways of actually you know you can do both you can convert a live video into a podcast and you can convert that then into a blog you can repurpose things so that's another thing to think about we often hear um when sort of um sort of social media pundits talk about podcasts well when we all talk about podcasting you often hear mention that it's uh, i I think you mentioned it it was a very intimate um thing but they also say it's a very sort of authentic way of communicating with people do you feel that um video live video has that same authenticity or or not do you think they're very similar oh yes well i I will say it obviously depends on how you do it. Yeah. Uh, I I would argue that live video is even more authentic because, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, there are some podcasts that I've listened to where I've I've actually stopped listening because they're too perfect. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. And they're almost too polished. And, and I'm not, I mean, I think there are things about podcasting which are really important. Such I do think the quality of the audio is, is of paramount. But the thing about live video actually that that raw authenticity where mm. things go wrong like you know i've had it on uh, a live show when my co-host the cat jumped on the table the webcam <laughs> fell over it was hilarious <laughs> and of course we couldn't cut that out but people were were so engaged and finding that so funny if that happens on your podcast that you would edit it out probably so i think i, I think there's room for both i, I mean I, I i think both are both are authentic but i'm I think with live video, it's almost, I, I use the phrase, it's kind of heightened authenticity. It, it's its authentic, uh, but it's its obviously still, you, you know, you're putting the energy into it mm. more than you would do if you were just speaking with friends down the pub. But it's its probably more authentic than a standard podcast, or, yeah. or generally speaking. just want to talk about um, tools, actually, because I've... I, I think you're. You used to be. Known, are you still known as the tools guy? Which is a slightly unfortunate <laughs> title. <laughs> Good job. There's an S on the end of tools there. Yeah. Oh dear. Yes. Uh, well, exactly. Um, yeah. I, I suppose. I. I mean. I'm certainly. I specialise a lot in 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 tools and and. Yeah. Uh, I've got a whole blog post over a ridiculous number of tools that I've. I use and I recommend on a on a daily basis. Well, let's let's just have a quick game of tools bingo because uh, I know I, I mean I love productivity and tools. Well, but by the way, audience, when I'm saying tools, I don't mean literally like your dad used to have with the toolbox and spanners and things. I'm talking about you know apps and programs you run on your desktop and that and physical stuff as well. But what would you say would be in terms of productivity for a sort of live streaming marketer? Uh, I'm, I'm saying this, but they're probably going to be quite generic productivity tools. What are your sort of top three favorite product, productivity tools? I only have to pick three. That That is just so hard. I mean, well, maybe we'll, we'll let you have five. Well, so 
So, I mean, I, I think there are some more general tools. Uh, so I'll say I'll mention some general tools. So, I mean, I think a password manager is absolutely a must. So I use LastPass, but yeah. one password is another one. Yeah. I, I just I don't know how people cope without that kind of thing, to be quite honest. Um, and obviously, you you know, make sure you've got a decent email provider. I mean, I use Gmail uh, for productivity. If you do use Gmail, I love SaneBox. Ah, and a sane, sane, as in S-A-N-E. Yes. Yeah. Sane box. Yeah. Uh, and basically what that does, it uh, links in. It may integrate with other platforms, but it de- I definitely know it integrates with Gmail. Yeah. And it filters all the email in your inbox and moves all the less important email to a f- another folder called Sane Later. So the great thing about this is I, I check my inbox multiple times a day, but I only see the important email. And then maybe once a day, I'll go into my same later folder and I'll quickly go through that. Most of the stuff in there, I just archive straight away because I don't need to read it. Mm. And then there's other folders like there's a, you can add same news for newsletters. So again, I go into that probably once a day and I'll archive most of it or read the ones I really want to read. So if you're into the whole getting things done, what do you call it, ideology or whatever it is. Yes, methodology, methodology, methodology. that's, that's the, one. the one, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> then, then it's, it's a really, really good tool. So I, I, I use that. And then for product, if we're on to productivity, I use Text Expander, which uh, I think it's available on PC and Mac. And yes. that is fantastic because, you know, uh, if I want to paste in my bio, my bio then I just, I've got semicolon B-I-O bio mm-hmm. that prints that out if i want to send my headshot I, I just put in semicolon headshot and it will paste that in uh if i if i want to sign off an email best wishes in i just do semicolon bw and that's but so it's just a quick and easy way it's short shortcuts that will speed up things and does that work across all apps ian yeah yeah you just yeah. It, it, it's just you install that on your computer and it will just uh paste it so if you're in gmail or if you're on anything yeah it, it's great so so th- i think those would be th- those would be my main ones in terms of a social media management tool so if you're you know posting and, and scheduling to all the various platforms then uh i mean i started off on hootsuite but uh, in the past three or four years i've been really falling in love with a tool called Agora Pulse. And Agora Pulse is great because it integrates with all the main networks, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and Instagram and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it's great in the way that you can go through all your mentions and messages across all the platforms and just go through them one by one and get down to inbox zero. They disappear from view. So you've got that um, kind of, uh, you can you know, get, get rid of those quickly and easily. And you can even, if you've got a team, you can even delegate it to team members as well, uh, which is, which is cool. So that's definitely helped me be more productive. Fantastic. Um, and then finally for live video. So there's a number of tools. If you're a Mac user, I highly recommend checking out Ecamm live. Yeah. Uh, because that's, that's very, very easy to use. If, and if you're a PC user, uh, there's OBS Studio, which is where I started. It's a, it's a little bit tricky to use, but it's uh, free and it's pretty good. Yeah. And then there's also Wirecast, but that's a bit more expensive. Wirecast, as in wire. Wirecast, yeah. yeah. But it's seven hundred dollars, so you've oh, got to okay. be really, really kind of wanting to get take things to the next level and and willing to to uh, pay pay for it. <laughs> well, send us if you could send us links for those, that'd be good, and I'll get them put in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. So, um. And listeners, if we have people listening who are sort of wondering about using probably live video um, as, as a way of getting their message out there, building an audience, 
what would be your one top thing to think about for them? I think you need to have a plan and you need to have a strategy. Don't just do it. Don't just do what I did and just do it for the sake of it. Um, Have a plan, have a strategy and obviously think it through, but then just get on and do it. And I I think what I would suggest is, you know, many of us, you know, maybe kind of working in a micro business is just one or two of us. And that's tricky, uh, you know, to get that motivation. So I highly recommend joining up with some other people, uh, form a kind of an accountability group where you say, look, we're all, all of us want to to go live uh, in the next month or so. Let's get together and be accountable and uh, help each other go live. You know, in a, in a private group, for example, you could go live to adjust each other and build your confidence with the idea of going live uh, publicly. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Ian. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you and the various things that you do, select performers, etc.? Yeah, so you can check out my website. That's uh, So select performers' website is just selectperformers.com. And my other website, my main my member website is ieg.me. I've got a something called the Live, uh, the Confident Live Marketing Academy launching very soon. So you can find that just by going to iag.me slash products slash academy and you can find out more about that if you're interested in going live and you're a bit scared then that will help you there and i'm i'm scattered across the internet just search for my name you'll find me ian anderson gray with that's gray with an a isn't it g-r-a it is yeah no my my uh my parents thought they're scottish and they were thinking about spelling my first name in uh, the scottish way i-a-i-n oh, yes but they, they had pity on me because they knew that my surname would be spelled incorrectly all the time so <laughs> <laughs> and is anderson your middle name or is, is, is anderson is. gray like a double-barreled surname it so. is yeah it's a middle name so actually the story of that very quickly is uh when i when i was doing a lot of singing i was a member of equity yeah and when you're a member of equity you have to have uh you know, a unique name, but actually it's quite good because, uh, it's very, you know, you can find me very easily if you just put mm. my little name into Google. So it was a good, good idea. Well, thanks Ian. And thanks to our listeners for listening. Show notes, usual place, sitevisibility.co.uk slash IM podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review because that helps us to continue to bring you better marketing advice and ideas. Um, questions and suggestions for future topics and, and things like that. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. We also have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. That's all from me, Andy, and it's all from Ian. I'll see you very soon. Bye. Thanks, Ian. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. <laughs>